I'm Sandra Lewis, and today's leadership quote comes from Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. And those who urge people to never give up? Charlatans. Sometimes you have to give up. Sometimes doing when to give up, when to try something else is genius. Giving up doesn't mean stopping. Don't ever stop. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. Hi, it's episode 48. Hey friends, thanks for tuning in. I'm excited to share today's conversation with Sandra Lewis, but before we jump into the interview, um, I am wrapping up the copy editing with my copy editor for my first book called The Leader Assistant four pillars of a confident game changing assistant. Uh, it should come out in July or August of this year, 2020. So be on the lookout for that. I'm very excited. It's been a lot of work. Um, but I am, I think about at the 15 yard line. Um, if I was going to use a football analogy. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to share a quick opportunity for you, my listeners, um, who have been supporting the show and uh, been with me for now 48 episodes. So I'm going to give away a few chapters of my book, uh, a PDF copy, digital PDF version um, of the first few chapters of my book. So if you would like to read and get a sneak peek at the first few chapters of my book, email me a screenshot of your podcast review on Apple Podcasts. So I know you hear me talk about this a lot, but it really helps to get reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts for the podcast to get more um, listens and more exposure to more assistants to help more assistants, which is my ultimate goal is to help more assistants become confident game-changing leaders. So if you'd like um, an advanced digital PDF copy of the first few chapters of my upcoming book, uh, again, before it's released, then leave me a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts uh, for the Leader Assistant Podcast, uh, and then email me a screenshot of your review. You can email that to podcast at leaderassistant.com. And yeah, I'll send you three chapters of my upcoming book uh, in digital PDF format. So again, email me your Apple Podcast review screenshot to podcast at leaderassistant.com and I'll share the book. Thanks so much for your support and let's get to the interview. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Leader Assistant Podcast. Today I'm happy to speak with Sandra Lewis. She's the founder and CEO of Boldly, which is a subscription staffing company that hires virtual assistants to provide top level, uh, highly qualified services to business owners and entrepreneurs. So Sandra, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Really happy to be here. So let's, uh, before we jump into um, the meat of the interview, let's talk about your very first job and mm -hmm. maybe what you learned from that job that you still use today. Okay. So this was back when I was uh, 18. This was um, a summer job. 
And I was a receptionist uh, in, in a hotel in the manager's office of the hotel. So basically, I was answering calls uh, for the manager and for the assistant manager, uh, taking messages, transferring calls when appropriate, um, you know, making sure that uh, whoever got to the manager was uh, supposed to get to the manager, <laughs> basically being kind of that in between. It was... Um, it was a fun time. It was actually quite stressful for me because uh, it was, to me, a big responsibility. It was my first job. I wanted to get the, the names of the people right. I wanted to make sure that um, whoever, you know, um, was calling, I was representing the manager properly. One of the things that I learned um, was how important details are. And I've carried that forward through my whole professional career. Um, obviously, when you are taking messages... Um, spelling of names, understanding the message, being really diligent about who is important um, to make sure you transfer that call and who you shouldn't transfer the calls to. So paying attention to all those details, taking notes and being really diligent is something that I, that I learned very early on that really paid off uh, throughout my career. Wow. So you essentially, it sounds like you essentially were an assistant um, as your very first job. I guess so. I guess so. I mean, receptionist slash assistant. It was really mainly taking calls and, and taking messages. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, every job, I guess, can be made into more than it is. <laughs> 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 but yes, I, I can totally relate to that, um, to that supportive person that's there, you know, for you, because I've been there. I've hmm. been that. I've been that person. So when you were doing that job, did you ever dream of running your own company and having a bunch of assistants um, and matching assistants with clients? It's a good question. Um, I've always been very ambitious, perhaps is the word. You know, I've always wanted to do more. And it's interesting. So you're talking about, you know, I was a receptionist and, well, is, wasn't that like an assistant? So I kind of, you know, always wanted to do more than um, than just... I guess having, you know, uh, a basic job where I was kind of given direction and, and, and followed kind of certain, uh, certain paths. So I didn't dream uh, to do what I'm doing currently, but I definitely aspire to, to do more. Hmm. So tell us a little bit about kind of your career progression and what, when and why you started uh, Boldly. Yeah, so I mean... Um, after being a receptionist, I um, ventured into the um, event management in, in convention centers um, and uh, grew into an operations manager for large convention centers um, and worked in that field for about 20 years um, in, in New York and, and also in the UK. So a very busy environment, very stressful environment. Um, working 60-hour 60 60 hour, uh, weeks, sometimes 80-hour weeks, uh, on my feet all day, came to a point um, about eight, nine years ago um, when I realized um, I needed a break. Uh, I really wanted to um, get away from the rat race, uh, find myself, find something that uh, was more flexible, 
um, not live in a big city, you know, be in the countryside, be able to walk my dogs, do what I wanted. So this was back in 2011. Um, in 2012, um, I decided to basically venture out into um, using my skills in a remote way. So being, being a consultant uh, online, uh, supporting business owners in different ways, the ways that I had learned operationally over, over all these years. And um, it really grew from there. It grew very, very organically. You know, you start kind of working with people. I mean, at the time, um, back in 2012, was the beginning of those online platforms um, where you can bid on jobs. And there was a lot of uh, virtual assistants and remote work that was just getting started. And um, I started finding clients and then it kind of grew from there where clients started referring other clients and I realized, my goodness, you know, there, there could be an opportunity here from other, for other professionals that are similar to me in a situation where they've had a career, they have got a lot of um, uh, skills, but they don't want to be tied to a desk. They don't want the nine to five. They want the flexibility and the freedom to, um, you know, perhaps live in, in remote locations when there's, where, where there's no, um, jobs that are easily accessible. So started assembling a team and, and it really grew from there organically. Hmm. That's awesome. So what was the, <laughs> what was the hardest part or what is the, has been the hardest part about running boldly? I think one of the hardest part has really been uh, to be very intent on creating a very strong company culture. Um, you know, at the beginning, as I said, because we grew organically, I was looking for people who had um, great skills and who had a lot of professional experience. As the years went by, and actually pretty quickly, as the first year went by, I realized that, you know, to, to create a company and the company culture and, and to to um, have values that I could be proud of, I needed to obviously assemble a team that shared those values. For us, um, you know, those values are um, being kind, being service-oriented, you know, working with people that are really, really nice, that want to go above and beyond. So um, it was, it looks easy. You kind of, you know, you look at companies and say, oh my gosh, such a great company culture, but it's, it's working... Uh, on growing a team that, that shares your values takes, you know, takes a lot of, of, of effort. Um, so I think that that, that was my, my biggest challenge. And obviously we've, you know, we've grown so much now we have 110 employees and, um, it's paid off to in the early days, really kind of be clear on our values and then grow from there so that, you know, we're a company that have shared values and, um, it takes a lot of effort, obviously, you know, we have an, an internal, we have a vault and internal newsletters and we get to know each other. We do things like, you know, we have, because we're a 100% remote company, um, we have a stuffed dog that travels to different location. Uh, his name is Pugsy. And then whoever, <laughs> whoever is hosting Pugsy uh, talks about themselves and their lives. And there's a lot of camaraderie that, that gets established. We've got super draws uh, for, for, for a team so people can, you know, win prizes. So, worked really, really hard to kind of, you know, have a company that people um, want to be part of and want to, be stay, want to stay uh, for, for the long term. What are a couple of the values that you all have and that you've had from the beginning? 
our values are really um, to be kind, to be positive, service oriented, um, to work with people who've got each other's back, um, to be nice and friendly, um, and to respect to respect one another. Um, so. I guess they're basic values, <laughs> but you know, they, sometimes I think they're taken for granted. You you see a lot of um, of people who have really really great skills, but who might not necessarily, um, you know, have the nicety, ni- nice nice ways about them that makes them um, go above and beyond and and say thank you and and uh, be grateful for for the little things and stay positive in the face of adversity. So those are really important to us. That's great. So w- let's kind of talk a little bit about the r- the virtual assistant world and, and the role of a r- virtual assistant. What would you tell someone listening who maybe is an in-office assistant that mm-hmm. has dreamed about or thought about working from the beach and, and becoming a remote virtual assistant? <laughs> um, I would say just do it. Um Obviously, if you have amazing skills as an executive assistant, uh, those skills are going to translate into the remote world. I mean, you know, we are particularly, you know, um, boldly, we are a premium uh, subscription staffing company. So we look for uh, executive assistants, um, remote assistants who have at least seven or 10 or 15 years of experience in their field of specialty. So if you've got those skills, they can totally be transferable uh, in, in a remote environment. I would say that there's two main differences to be aware of. Um, you know, you'll need to learn um, how to be indispensable at a distance. Uh, that's very, I don't want to say that's very difficult. It's a bit more difficult than when you're in office. You know, it's the out of sight, out of mind kind of thing where uh, you have to really learn to over communicate and to be in someone's face uh, by, you know, asking them, what else can I do for you? What else can I do for you? So, you know, the person will not see you and you have to really be a great communicator. Um, and uh, the second thing I would say is you have to really um, be good, and I think most executive assistants are, at, um, at structuring your day. Um, because, again, when you're not at the office from 9 to 5, you have to still have the ability to, to organize your day in such a way that you're productive. So, um yeah, if you've got the skills and if you're a great communicator and if you are a great organizer, uh, I think you can totally um, be very, very successful in a, in a remote environment. Are you ready to elevate your career in 2024? I'm Maggie Olson, founder of Nova Chief of Staff Certification, the first of its kind online course for aspiring and existing chiefs of staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, Nova's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a chief of staff style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. Head to leaderassistant.com slash Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus, and enroll today. So what would you say to the assistants listening thinking yeah that all sounds great i think i can make the transition no problem but how am i going to get clients where do i find clients that's why you join us (laughs) (laughs) 
That's you do the hard yeah. work. Yeah, well, exactly. No, I mean, I'm serious. In fact, we have a lot of executive assistants or, as you say, people who are aspiring to become virtual assistants who have tried um, and who find it really difficult. And so, you know, um, they, they join our team. And, and, you know, we in fact, we have a very, very good problem right now, which is we have more clients and we have uh, assistants on our team. And that's because we have very we're very stringent in our in our interview process and in our inter- applications process and um, you know we're not quite able to tap into uh, talent as we wish we could so um, there's many many opportunities and obviously we've done the hard work of building a company with a great reputation um, and um, you know uh, if if um, virtual assistants and if you're not able to find clients consider joining joining a, a company like ours obviously you know boldly um we hire our team so you know our team are not freelancers our team are not contractors we are you know everyone is a w2 employee with benefits and that's the beauty of of it now you know like the in the old world or perhaps in you know still the current world but <laughs> what i what i consider you know perhaps the old world in in in, in a while um the only way to kind of advance your career or to have an amazing career and great clients has been to be in an office with, you know, more of a rigid schedule. Um, or, or the other alternative is to be a freelancer as, or in part of the gig economy. And what we do at Boldly um, as a subscription staffing company is we hire people to be part of our team. Um, they get to choose the clients that they want to work with. They have a flexible schedule. They can be remote. And... Um, it's a win-win, right? Hmm. I think it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting um, that you mentioned that your team is full-time with benefits because a lot of the virtual staffing companies um, have contracted assistants right. who are not, you know, full-time benefits. So what was the kind of, dis- kind of tell us a little bit about that decision and why you decided to do it that way. Um, and I'm assuming that you know, just from first year of this, I would assume that it kind of helps you find higher caliber assistants because they are, they want, they like the full time. They like, um, the high level, um, EA, you know, tasks, but, and they can't afford to lose their benefits or whatever. But yeah, what's the, what's, what's kind of the decision point behind that? Yeah, I mean, when we very first started back in 2012, we were a virtual assistant company and we were a virtual assistant company for the first two to three years. And then we shifted, we evolved to being a subscription staffing company. Um, And our team, we don't actually call our team virtual assistants because there's this, as you say, this connotation of, you know, if you're a virtual assistant, it's kind of that one mold of uh, I'm contracted and um, a lot of virtual assistant companies, you know, it's task based. You don't get to choose your clients. Um, it's not, sometimes it's temporary. You know, you, you get different gigs at different times. We um, decided that we wanted to be um, just like any other company except remote. Um, so, you know, it's again, in the old model, um, business owners um, have to go through a lot of hassle to f- recruit people and to hire people to register in, in a state, to pay taxes, I mean, or to manage a team, etc. So in the new world, um, you know, 
businesses subscribe to everything. You subscribe to software, you subscribe to cars. But we thought, well, why can't you subscribe to staff? <laughs> Which is where we then pivoted from being a virtual assistant company to being a subscription staffing company where you subscribe to staff. We're an established company. We hire um, boldly, you know, hires um, the staff. It's a win-win. We, as you say, we get great people that, you know, want to continue in their career, um, but perhaps don't want the, um, the rigidity of the nine to five. Perhaps they want to be remote. They want to pick up kids from school. 25% of our team are military spouses. So obviously they have to move and it's a real challenge for them because every time they move, they have to find a new job. So mm. now they can take their job with them and it's been super, super successful and we're so happy to be part of, part of that movement. So um, businesses can now you know, tap into that talent and yet the talent is still um, taken care of, which is, which is how it should be, right? We, we all should be able to work, earn a living and, um, and still somewhat, you know, do it on our own terms and do it in a way that, you know, life doesn't go by and you can still have, have a life and have a career and have a life at the same time. So this is, uh, this is our, our concept and we think it's beneficial to everyone. That's awesome. So how do you find these high quality assistants um, and then kind of walk us through your interview process, maybe some questions you ask, maybe some tests that you have them take. What do you look for on resumes, all that kind of fun stuff. Okay. Um, so your first question, how we find people, it's really, really hard. I think I talked earlier about how difficult it is uh, to find really great, great people. Um, obviously we, um, we are on uh, major job boards that, um, that are specifically for remote. So, you know, FlexJobs and Remote.co and Virtual Vocations are three. We're on Glassdoor and we use Glassdoor quite a bit to talk about subscription staffing and what we do. Um, it's hard also because uh, we, um, we're different and, and to what I said earlier, people are, in, you know, it's a new concept. People, a lot of people don't want to be freelancers, but, you know, um, that's not what we're about and yet we're remote. So. <laughs> There's a, we, you know, we do a lot of education around um, what subscription staffing is and, and why, why it would be amazing to, to, join, to join our company. So tell us about the interview questions and the process um, that you, you all use to weed through these thousands of applicants. Right. So we have um, a three a three interview process. So there's one uh, interview which is pre-recorded with six questions. Um, that you can do in your own time. And then there's two in-person, I want to say, in-person remote <laughs> video interviews with real people. Um, and, you know, as I, I, as I was saying earlier, we're, we're very big on, on, on values and on people, you know, really sharing our values of kindness, of service-oriented. So we ask questions such as, um, if you're faced with uh, a difficult situation, you know, what would you do? And we look for people who um, see the positive and see the learnings in those difficult situations, um, who have the, the glass half full. Um, we also ask questions um, like, um, tell us about something that you did that was successful. And we look for candidates who uh, are not just speaking about themselves, um, I, was, I was so successful because I did this and I did that and I'm so amazing. 
um, but also who attribute the success to, to others and to a team. That's really important to us, that people you know, um, are able to work as part of a team, are able to give each other credit. Um, we work, obviously, with um, senior executives, founders, business owners, you know, Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies. You know, we work with founders at Apple and Facebook and Grammarly. We have some very big uh, clients. And we want, obviously, a team and, you know, we want executive assistants who will do everything they can to make these people succeed and who will, um, you know, again, see, see opportunities when there is a challenge. Um, boost people up, uplift people, uh, because we all want to work with someone who's nice and who's got your back. <laughs> so that, that's, what, that's what we look for. Is there something on the resume particularly that you look for, or maybe there's some red flags even um, on resumes? So it's interesting. I mean, with resumes, one of our um, criteria to, to, um, to qualify is you know, to have at least seven years of, of professional experience in, in your field, and obviously to have worked at a senior level, because again, our clients are at a senior level. So that's kind of what we look for. Um, we look for, for, you know, for the skills, for the hard skills. Um, that's kind of it. I mean, obviously, if somebody has made a spelling mistake, that's a red flag, but that's kind of the obvious. Um, you know, with resumes, we just look for, for, for the hard skills and, and for somebody who we think has, has the experience. An interesting factor, which I, I want to kind of, mention here in case you know people in your audience uh, are wondering whether they would qualify uh, if they're in that situation we don't mind if you've had a gap in your professional career um 90 of our team are mothers and uh, many of them have had a career you know seven or ten or fifteen years and then have stopped for a few years um to be, you know, to be with, with, with their children, and that's completely fine. So um, we are very, very happy for you to re-enter um, the workforce um, with, with us. That's great. So what do you uh, personally look for in an assistant? Um, I think everything I've said will apply to me. <laughs> somebody, somebody who's got my back, somebody who's genuinely nice and kind, and um, somebody who is open-hearted and who is positive. Um, you know, all these attributes is really what I think makes for a great uh, partnership. And, and uh, I think so much, so much can be achieved when, um, you know, when when people are kind and nice and when somebody, you know, I mean, you know, somebody makes a mistake and says, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I made that mistake. That's fine. You know, we're all humans. So I look for people who are deeply human perhaps is the, is the, is the way to kind of say it. And, and that's, you know, even so, so much more important to us as we're remote and we don't see each other. And, um, sometimes, you know, there's so much impersonal in the remote, in the remote world. And we want it to be, that we're a company that's as if you were in the office. As I said earlier, you know, we have many, many different ways to connect and to work together and to collaborate. And, um, you know, as, as an assistant, um, I think the human is, is really important. We're in a supportive role. Assistants are in, in a supportive role. Hmm. So what would you say to an executive who doesn't have an assistant 
but is considering hiring one? Mm -hmm. um, I, I would actually say don't do it unless you're absolutely ready to put the work in, the systems in place um, for it to be successful. And that's what we say to many of the clients who, who knock on our door. Um, you know, we, our team has been with us for years. Our clients have been with us for years. Um, we really, really put a big emphasis on um, longevity because it takes, as everyone knows, it takes a really long time to get started, to get to know someone, to understand how they operate, how to best support them. So we always say, you know, if you want to hire an assistant, you've got to do some work first to have some processes in place so that we can succeed so that your, your assistant will be successful in supporting you. It's not just, you know, ah, oh, can, you, can you book this, this trip? Can you schedule this call? Well, you know, what are your preferences? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, who am I scheduling it with? Who is important to you? Um, some people think it's, it's easy, but it's, um, as we all know, it's a hard job. Yeah. So what's something that you, maybe a tip, for executives that currently have an assistant but aren't really empowering them or utilizing them in the way that they should? What's something that you would share to those executives to help them get more out of their assistant? Mm -hmm. we, um, we tell our clients to, um, to over-communicate and to share more than is necessary and to give their assistant um, the big picture. Because in that way, we're able to say, oh, well, I can do that for you. Oh, well, why don't I step in and make that call? Um, so, you know, not kind of putting your assistant in a box in terms of, you know, this is all that she or he can do. But sharing, sharing about, you know, your day and what's happening in the company so that, you know, slowly but surely we can help you delegate more. Hmm. So what about from the assistant side? Um, how, how can an assistant and particularly for, for you all a remote full-time executive assistant, how can they become a better leader and kind of lead out in their role mm -hmm. while not being in the office? What's, what's maybe a way that they can step up and, kind of pull draw that out of the executive those extra that extra info so that they can jump in and say hey I can help with this I can help with that um, even though they're not in the office yeah I mean I, I'm gonna say over communicate again <laughs> because to, to us communication is huge because again you, you know because you can't see the person being in their face kind of on slack or on email um, to say hey I'm here just a reminder you know, I'm here from two to four today. If you've got anything, um, you know, let me know. Um, one of the things, though, that we, we, we try to work in, in terms of becoming better leaders and, and being more, um, being better at what we do, I think um, whether you're an executive assistant or a remote assistant, I think it, it really kind of starts with knowing yourself um, better and, and knowing kind of the patterns and perhaps what holds you back. Um, and finding ways to kind of overcome overcome those. Um, I mean, you know, if you have a tendency to, to be shy and to be timid, um, then it's going to be really difficult to kind of um, get your boss to delegate more. So finding ways to, 
to maybe maybe overcoming that and taking an improv class. <laughs> I mean, I'm just talking out loud, but you know, kind of knowing knowing yourself, I think allows um, allows you to kind of grow and and you know lead better. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, Sandra, thanks so much for taking time out of your day um, uh, all the way from the other side of the world. You're in France right now, right? Yes, I'm in France right now. Yeah, so thanks so much for joining us and um, yeah, sharing your wisdom and sharing your story. Uh, how can we support you? Where would you recommend we check you all out? Yeah, so uh, we're boldly.com and... Um, Anyone who's interested, obviously, in, in applying or in finding out more about um, who we are, there's a careers um, button right there on the homepage. So feel free to, to take a look at our jobs page. Awesome. Great. Well, I'll share uh, that link and, and your LinkedIn link and all that fun stuff on the show notes so that people can find you and great. check out what you're up to. And yeah, thanks again for chatting and I hope you have a great one. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Take care. Thanks again, Sandra, for a great talk. I um, hope you can check out her website, boldly.com. And again, check out the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 48. Uh, and just a friendly reminder, if you leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and then send me a screenshot of your review to podcast at leaderassistant.com, I will send you the first three chapters of my upcoming book in digital PDF format so that you can get a sneak peek. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Please leave your on Apple Podcasts. Go